let's talk about grapevine communication. Remember that game telephone that we used to play as kids? You form a line and the first person comes up with a phrase like, the mother of dragons flies today. And the phrase gets whispered to the next person, making its way down the line. The longer the line, the more interesting it gets, right? Well, the most fun part of the game is definitely at the end when the final person announces the resulting phrase to the group. And every single time, without fail, the final phrase is totally different from the original phrase. The mother of dragons flies today might easily become another of the wagons rides today. So why am I even bringing this up? Because believe it or not, the children's game telephone exists in the real world. Yes, you bet. And it's called grapevine communication. And you might even be surprised to learn that it comes with both pros and cons. If you'd like to unpack grapevine communication with me, then be sure to stick around till the end of this video to learn how you can participate in a smart way. What's up, Explorers? Mary Daphne here of MyExplorning.com, where we believe social skills are the key to the good life. What's the good life? It's where you call the shots, you have a crew you can count on, and you're on a mission that you care about. Okay, so when we're kids, telephone is a fun game. We get a kick out of the distorted message at the end. For obvious reasons, the game should more aptly be called broken telephone because you can only hear the message once. So if you weren't paying close attention or the speaker didn't enunciate the words or speak loudly enough, then the message delivery is compromised. Also, the phrase is heard out of context. The mother of dragons flies today is a standalone phrase. It doesn't really have any specific meaning to someone by itself. Without more context, there aren't any clues as to what the speaker actually means by it. So if this is a game, then it's fun. But just think about how this type of communication plays out in the real world. A message heard out of context and repeated by others is likely to become quite distorted within a short period of time. That can be quite problematic if the information is about someone or something controversial. It can also be a problem if it is intended to convey important instructions. This is called grapevine communication because the transfer of information is quite zigzag in nature and has no clear beginning or end, like a windy and twisted grapevine. You probably know the phrase, I heard it through the grapevine, when you're sharing word of mouth gossip. Well, that's related. This is an unofficial channel of communication that is not subject to oversight. And so for that reason, it can spread like wildfire. Let's look at the four types of grapevine communication, and then we'll go on to discussing the advantages and the disadvantages. So the first one is single strand. This is when a single person shares the message with another person. Then that person goes on to tell one other person. So this is exactly like the game telephone. It's a linear communication process. A to B to C to D to E to F to G. You get the idea. Number two, gossip chain. This is a small group interaction where multiple people are simultaneously exchanging information with each other 
informally. This type of communication pattern is favored when the subject matter is juicy, but not directly related to the nature of the work the people are involved in. Number three, probability chain. Now, this is where the person with the message will randomly select another person to share the information with. So the source of the message in each network is different. This type of communication pattern is favored when the information might be juicy, but not critical to one's work. And the last one, number four, cluster chain network. This type of informal communication network seems to be the most common. You can think of this as one person sharing a message to a cluster of people, and then within that group, select individuals share the same message with another cluster of people. Think about when someone sends out an email to a list of people, and then someone on that list forwards it off to another list of people. Now that we're clear on what grapevine communication is, let's talk about the pros and the cons of this type of communication. And as a little teaser at the end, I will share a strategy for effectively navigating grapevine communication without getting yourself in trouble. Okay, let's start with the disadvantages. So the first one is rumors. The biggest disadvantage here is that grapevine communication could spread rumors because it's informal and unofficial information. That means that it could be unconfirmed information. Because it's hearsay, it might result in mass disinformation, which can be a nightmare for a company or someone's personal reputation. The second disadvantage is insensitivity. This is informal communication. The speaker will likely be less sensitive to how they say what they say and to whom they say it. This often results in inappropriate language, offensive subject matter, and hurt feelings, even if the listener isn't the subject of the information. Number three, it comes back to bite. Even though this type of information is shared informally, if it was conveyed by permanent means, such as email, web chat, or video, it is easy to trace the information to its origin. That can potentially incriminate the source, even if the information was said in jest. Think about how many people have gotten fired for accidentally offensive tweets on Twitter. So clearly, there are a lot of risks involved with grapevine communication. But what you might not realize is that grapevine communication actually does have some real advantages. So let's now take a look at those. The first advantage is increased camaraderie. If you share something with someone informally, that is an implication that you view them as a friend. By sharing information in this way, you can strengthen a relationship and build a sense of trust. This is particularly true when you are venting or commiserating with each other. Number two, sense of freedom. Your right to speak informally and share information as you please is such a liberating feeling. This sensation leads to a happier disposition in general, and research shows that it contributes significantly to increased productivity. The third advantage, more transparency. In a spontaneous and casual exchange of information, we tend to voice thoughts that might be deemed inappropriate or risky in some formal contexts. Sometimes those thoughts end up being very important for the success of a project or a future relationship. 
So in other words, grapevine communication provides a more comfortable environment to talk about uncomfortable topics, leading people to say things they might otherwise be way too afraid to say. Now the fourth advantage, rapid response. Sometimes information needs to be spread quickly. Formal communication can be slow because it needs to go through an approval process and the message may be garbled by political correctness. Grapevine communication, by contrast, is conveyed rapidly because it has no barriers to transmission. This can be important in urgent situations where speed is more important than polish. Woo! Congratulations, you made it this far along in the video. So as a reward, here is the gem of a strategy for navigating grapevine communication without getting tangled in the tendrils. You get my joke? Cool. Okay. So here we go. Only say things that you are willing to repeat in public. And as a bonus, here are the four criteria for ensuring this. Be honest, be kind, mean what you say, don't mention names, which avoids putting a target on anyone's back. Remember that grapevine communication, when it is used appropriately, can be beneficial for building rapport, feeling free, spreading information quickly. So keep it classy, nurture the grapevine by watering it with positive and useful information to make people's lives easier. All right, Explorers, that is a wrap on this lesson and add these strategies to your Explorning Communications Toolkit. Try them out and make them your own. Be sure to head on over to our blog where you can check out these strategies and concepts that we discussed in this lesson today. And if you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe to join our tribe of Explorers. And don't forget, if you love this lesson, to like, comment, and share. It really helps support the Explorning community and all of the hard work that goes into this channel. So I will see you in the next Explorning Communications lesson. Happy Explorning! Ha <laughs> ha!